Hollywood, California, it's the Nighttime Show. With us, as always, our head writer, Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. Today, we have an awesome guest, star of Superstore. Uh, the HBO special Translate This, two Netflix specials, Bad Decisions and Mala Decisiones, Felipe Esparza. And now, the man who likes his frijoles refried twice. Put your hands together at home for Stephen Kramer Glickman! Yeah! Well, this is very exciting. This is uh, this is a big deal, Felipe. We're so excited that you're here. Uh, what's I, I want to try? I want to try to say the name of the special. Can you can you give me the what, what was it again? Mala decisiones. Mala decisiones. Mala decisiones. Please don't, Stephen. Mala decisiones. 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 I'm trying. Maladecisiones. You're. You can do. I'm. Look. I'm. I, I. If I could speak Spanish, I would be. I'd be so happy. You'd be unstoppable. I'd be unstoppable. <laughs> I should take a class. What, I really. I, I've tried to learn other languages. What number can't. do you think that class would rank in the number of classes you need to take? <laughs> It'll probably be that the same class I would have to start at too. Because <laughs> a lot of people have the. They, they think that um, most. Um, I would say most Mexican and in California speak Spanish, but once we went to once we all began school, that's when our our Spanish stopped. So my Spanish yeah. is as good as a, a guy who's five years old. Because <laughs> <laughs> at five years old is when I went to school and learned English. Yeah, and never spoke Spanish again. Only to my parents. Until the new special, I'll speak right. like stuff like um, are we? We'll, we'll mix shit up like okay. tengo una gran headache. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For favor, I'll let doctor. Oh, yeah. you know, like we mix it up a lot, like yeah. uh, the Spanglish, Spanglish, Chicanics, yeah. just um, a lot of words, you know, that uh, we say, the Latinos say in the Southwest, don't exist in the real Spanish language, like Spain or Mexican mm-hmm. Spanish, and we say things backwards. That's one of the problems I ran into my show, my my Spanish show was, I say, um, they they robbed us in Spanish in English is they robbed us, but I was saying los robaron. That means, <laughs> and, I, and I kept saying it. They kept telling me, no 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 no, you're saying it wrong. It's nos with an n, nos robado, and I, but then they told me that los robado means. The robados, like if you're introducing mm-hmm. a band, you say Los Beatles. Yeah, right. You don't yeah. say Nos Beatles, <laughs> right? Because that'd be our Beatles. Yeah. So I was saying it wrong, and like, and like, like most Amer- like, in like, like any other American, I guess it's not not just white people. You know, we have the attitude like I'm right, you're wrong. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> even I try to argue with a with a guy who who was born speaking Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I said, listen, man. And I felt like a Karen when I told him that, and I, and I, I felt like a Karen when I told my wife that too. I said, listen, I'm comfortable saying it wrong all these years. I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's I'm like on a cooking that. show that I saw where uh, the chef had invited a guy from Mexico to help him cook, and he's like, just so you know, I'm from LA. I take my salsa very seriously, <laughs> and the guy's like, well, I'm from Mexico, so <laughs> I probably take it more seriously. <laughs> you know. I know. We shouldn't take stuff so seriously, but sometimes, you know, you hear somebody say something and they're totally wrong, and you yeah. want to say no. I was watching uh, the, the, like, I was watching street food. 
Latin, mm -hmm. in Latin America. Sure. Yeah. And they went to um, Argentina with the first one. So they have this lady who looks like she should be on the cover of Quaker Oats, you know? <laughs> they found the most lightest skin person <laughs> right, yeah. in Argentina to represent yeah. street food. And um, she's a chef herself, you know? She's a, a chef. But she opens up her mouth, and the first thing she says is, you know, here in Argentina, you know, um, we're a we're a, a country, you know, with no no more no 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 immigrants, you know, <laughs> no no ancestries, you know. There's no Native yeah. Americans here, you know. They After have, the they Nazis were, they came were, in, they were wiped out by the Spanish conquest. <laughs> yeah. wow. You know, all we are is we're we're descendants of Italians and Europeans and engineers. Uh -huh. And I said, I don't know. and I said. And I said, every street vendor you showed me looks as dark as me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you like eating that fropusa, whatever that is. But the guy who's selling it looks like Saddam Hussein. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what part of Scandinavia he's from. I don't know. You should. Um, it's like those people who are, who are leaving Los Angeles. You know, but you're not leaving Los Angeles, motherfucker. You're leaving your your era code. Yeah. You're leaving yeah. your zip code, eh? You never went to uh, you never went to Rosemead, eh? Yeah, right. You have the same life you're gonna have in Tennessee and Rosemead, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, your dollar will go far in Bakersfield. Eh? Well, it's like yeah. I know people like we we had a discussion like this, Stephen and I. We talked about this like uh, the other day. We were talking about how we know people that come to LA and then they move to Santa Monica and they're like, it's so expensive to live here. And I'm like. Move to Montebello, like where yeah. I live. You can live cheap. It's not that bad if you know where to look. Like you, if you don't insist on living right next to the beach, Just like not everything has to be a fortune. Find the spots, man. Like yeah. when I was living, I was living in down near. I was three blocks from downtown LA. I was near the Magnet Magnet Business High School, mm -hmm. right there on Boylston and um, Temple. Yeah. So okay. I was like yeah. adjusted. I was downtown, and I was paying like. 800 bucks a month back in 2004 mm -hmm. for a big studio the size of this this yeah. room yeah and i had a hallway to walk to my bathroom and yeah. i had a kitchen so it was literally this size with yeah. a, with windows all around and there was families living in that room struggling yeah yeah like bro they thought i was hemingway dog <laughs> <laughs> they thought i was john Perkowski, <laughs> the man that writes at night <laughs> trying to figure out my life you know yeah yeah and um <laughs> and, and i saw things changing immediately man once the first hipster moved in mm -hmm. yep and um first of all didn't have a car no more because my friend crashed it <laughs> so he tried to give him my parking space i said no man he goes, but you don't have a car i said no but this is my visitor's parking space yes <laughs> yeah whenever somebody picks me up they need to park here Mm -hmm. So we started arguing about that. I don't want to get too loud, so I just, <laughs> I just forgot about it. Right. right. And they tried to raise the rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. more, white, my more, more white people started moving in. Yeah. 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 And I said, "Listen, man, let's not forget, man, that they're still selling cocaine down the street." Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't care how many people move in here, man. I was yeah. with you in the beginning. Yeah. 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 I was with you when there was like people. When this place smelled like 
tamale water all day. Yeah. <laughs> now, now they're selling the cocaine with like artisan boxes and like oh, special yeah. gift wrapping and stuff. Now, I thought I noticed, you know, that when they sell crack now, now it's labeled, you know, it's real yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like before, man, they would just give it to you like that. You, you could actually taste it. We can't even taste it no more. <laughs> uh, now let's go back to the beginning. How did this whole thing get started for you in, in terms of entertainment? I mean, because you grew up in Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights. East Los Angeles, um, you know, how, how did you get started? Like, how did you decide that you wanted to do comedy? Well, I, I grew up when um, when um, VHS and VCRs came out, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was too young for a beta. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when, the, when the teacher would say, we're going to watch a movie, and the janitor would have to bring in this two-ton television. <laughs> the cart, the, the cart come in, yeah. VCR, and we would all fight to see who's going to turn off the lights. <laughs> right, of course, of course, yeah. For real, man. Oh, man. One thing that you didn't like, it was some, like, if somebody, your light monitor, but then the dude that's sitting next to the light gets up and turns it off. I don't care, man. That's like, that's like messing with your manhood back then. Yeah. You didn't know it then, but you knew you were going to have to fight him after school. I totally <laughs> forgot there was a rank. They actually, you were assigned light monitor. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah. and that was a real important title when you <laughs> yeah. were a kid. You Absolutely. grew up later on and you realized that. The, monitor, the the light monitor were usually like now as a grown up I know why I was a monitor because she wanted to make sure I sat down when the movie started and she wanted to watch me go to the lights and come back sit my ass down yeah yeah that was really the reason you know yeah I was a destructive if I give him kid. a job you were you a trouble yeah, yeah. You, you realize not growing up all right I'm gonna leave you in charge of everybody coming in on time why. <laughs> Because you're always late. Right. <laughs> so I started off so true. being like, hey, like in, my, in my school, everybody got made fun of if you were poor, if you had a stuttering problem. Yeah. So I, I learned right away, man, I don't want to get messed up because we were really poor. Yeah. And somebody brought uh, – it was summertime, and somebody loaned us uh, a movie, and it had like six hours of stand-up comedy. I, I think oh, it was man. HBO. Mm-hmm. It had um, Howie Mandel special when he blew out the mask. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, when he did Bobby and Robin <laughs> yeah. Williams when he's wearing the Hawaiian shirt. Oh, I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, good yeah. That's a Live at the Met, I yeah, think. Yeah, he's yeah. sweating, man. Yeah. yeah. There's the one when he did with when the, the, he wearing the the overalls. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's old Robin Williams. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's like 1975. Yeah, old man. That's like the that the same that same. I think the same year. Um, what's his name? Um, um, Gallagher did yeah. a special with sk- roller skates mm-hmm. on. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that special was on. Um, Paul Rodriguez spe- first HBO special when he's wearing a sweater. Mm-hmm. Yep. And some other dude that um, he went on to be a comedy writer, but I forgot. I can't think of his name. He came. Mm-hmm. He, he had a special called. Um, the the animal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he wrote he wrote a, a movie. His special became a movie. His special became a movie, and then became a series. Oh. And um, I I wish I could remember his name, but his name was all over that comedy store process book. I'm dying up here. Ooh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah, he was a young comic at the time. He was in his 17, 18 years old, but he ended up being a producer. Oh. And it was called oh. the animal. The animal, or something like that. Like, the dude, the the his 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 special was about a bit he had about um, he wanted to have a threesome with his wife, and his wife ended up being a nymphomaniac after that. 
Huh? Mike Bender. Mike, Mike Bender. Bender. Oh, Mike yeah. Bender. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I had his special. Mike Bender wearing like a, 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 a like a like a letterman jacket and he's hilarious. Oh, he said that he had a threesome and his wife went on to be a nymphomaniac and he couldn't sleep because his wife was having like a threesome with women. I remember. Dude, oh, I remember. God. Now as you're yeah. talking about it, it's coming back to me. Yeah, and then yeah. that became yeah. a that became a a, a, a a sitcom on one of the early sitcoms on HBO. Wow. So and then the young comedian was on it too. You know, young comedian. Oh, the Rodney. Best young comedian, man. Rodney Dangerfield, mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld, Sam Kennison, Robert Townsend, and that guy Dice. Jeff Altman and Jeff. Jeff what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay. Dice. I think man. Roseanne was on that one. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. did two of them, and Bill Hicks was on one of them. Yeah. And, uh, there's actually three of them. You get the box. Yeah. Out Seinfeld. Out, cool. and a bunch of people. Yeah. And there's another one with Fred Stoller, David Spade, yeah. Rob Schneider. Yeah. The guy Drake and um, some black comedian. It's amazing how, though, like when you're young and you see something like that, how it can just completely change the inside change, of your brain. Change, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I heard um, Richard Pryor, the N word is crazy. Yeah. I mm-hmm. memorized that shit, man. Like I couldn't memorize no poem, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Two plus two. I remember, but I could memorize one, two, buckle my shoe, three, four, lock the door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never forget the famous bit, man. You can never get a uh, ambulance in the ghetto unless you call up this instead of tell the cops. Five black people killing a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the body? <laughs> <laughs> and then he talks about um, cause stuff that you see in the neighborhood. Like everybody has that one dude in the neighborhood that gets drunk. And wants to take on the whole neighborhood by himself. <laughs> and nobody wants none. Yeah. But then the police show up. And he still wants to fight the police. Yeah. 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 And they had the, Richard Pryor, the bit where he says, um, my name is Oil Whale. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, we got some stuff to shut, you, shut your ass up. Well, there better be some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about they beat the shit out of his ass. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. So then you started like when you were a teenager or when yeah, you started? Yeah, man. I started like, uh, I mem- I memorized that album, the one, um, the N-word is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I would tell it to my black friends, you know, to keep them going, <laughs> to make them laugh. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, this Vietnamese kid, man, he was like sitting in front of us and we never talked to him, but he knew he was listening. Yeah. And I, and I, and I had to shut up for a moment. And I remember he turned around and goes, come on, man, more yokes. <laughs> More jokes. <laughs> so I knew I had an audience, and I knew all. I knew all like all these comics. I had a friend named Ronald Page Coco, and him and I grew up together in the housing projects. Yeah. But this dude was funny, but like funny, like cracking on people or, or roasting people. Not like the comedy roast now, where everybody has to write jokes mm-hmm. like off the cuff like yeah. right yeah and yeah. it was always Naturally. bad if they knew something about you you know yeah or something right. personal about you yeah those are the ones that it, they hurt the most cause oh, yeah. that's when you get the ooh, i remember yeah. that too when your dad came out naked eh? <laughs> to jail with bandies on his back <laughs> you know so me and this guy went at it dude like we went at it from three in the after when the school ended 245 mm-hmm. All the way to three thirty, <laughs> like we had a big crowd. Like we we're going at it, and they said to be continued, right? And nutrition yeah. the next day, and I didn't know it then, but I was doing already the my comedy homework that I do now when I want to write a joke, mm-hmm. right. my research stuff. I went around asking people who, who was the last guy that he made fun of, that he bagged on him. 
Yeah. And what was his best one on him? What was his best one? What did he say? Oh, wow. So I, I, I found out that my friend Miguel Oregon, who was fucking hilarious, he said that um, my friend has a mole on his, on his head. I have a mole on my cheek. Mm-hmm. But my friend Coco had a mole on his, under his nose, like a mustache mole. And he said, bro, when I was making fun of him, I told him that um, his mom was making chocolate chip cookies and... <laughs> He wanted some chocolate chips, and his mom threw him one, and a chocolate chip fell in his face, and it stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I did it, I added ooh, <laughs> and everybody laughed. And I knew they hit a, a like a kind of like mentally challenged brother named Donald, or McLeod, oh, no. or Malcolm, <laughs> McLeod, or something like that. Some name like Magnum, I don't know, some kind of <laughs> name from a television show. Dude. Whatever these names are, they're fantastic. They were out there, bro. You know, like. <laughs> The name was like I don't know, man. It was out there, bro. Like, like Turco. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, this fool's. I remember going to the movie theater with him and him freaking out every time there was a scene from L.A. in that movie. Oh shit! I've been there. Whoa. Remember we got ice cream there with my mom. I remember all that shit. like watching colors and he just yes. won't shut up the whole time. He's like the Alley River. Makes the lava hanging down and shit. Like a rescue dog, you know, at the pound. And, and I remember that. I remember that when we went to go get presents and he was happy with his present, like running around in circles. What was his present? Do you remember? I don't know, man. It was like a, a Tonka truck. <laughs> and... I found out by another guy that his mom got into a, a fist fight when she was a teenager with a woman named Bertha, and that woman Bertha bit her 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 boob eh? and and chipped her nipple. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So I came back the next day, bro, with ammunition, bro. Like, <laughs> I had a I had a, a jacket, one of those old jackets, you know, that everybody wore that that was that. If it was leather, it would have been cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it was more like a like a security jacket with an orange in the back pockets yeah, right. here. Yeah, yeah. But I had the hood up, bro. That was a dice man when I showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, first thing I said was, "Man, let's talk about that mole on your face, man." I heard that your mom, if someone bit your mom's nipple, and she said, "And you picked it up and you put it this or later." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "If you squeeze that shit, chocolate milk comes out." <laughs> How was your brother, man? Your your your, your brother, man, acting like a fucking like somebody gave him um, ten more years to live with that fucking taco truck. The fool in a fight, and I knew I won, man. Wow! Yeah. Shut him down, man. Wow! <laughs> Holy shit! He was a cool guy, though. That guy, man, like. He was very influential. In my life. <laughs> you would have to be. He was you know, like, funny, dog. Like. Yeah. Off the cuff, funny. Like, I remember there was a Mexican kid, and he was eating a burrito with taco sauce, you know, like you do at school. Mm-hmm. And But my friend knew that his dad worked at a restaurant called Allen B's, where they make bean and cheese burritos all day. Uh-huh. And combination burritos. And then, and then um, my friend Coco called that fool to sit, called him over to sit with us. He thought he was going to, he got invited to kick it with us. My friend Coco invited him just to roast him for like 10 minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. man, see the truth, man. Don't, this burrito ain't shit like your dad's, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, how many burritos y'all eat a day, man? <laughs> he goes, Did y'all make your chata? <laughs> <laughs> and I just roped him, bro. 
But it was hysterical. Hey, uh, real quick before we continue the show, um, I want to talk about a third-generation family-run business that I am very proud to be working with. Uh, Sennheiser is the number one, number top tier <laughs> microphone uh, company in the world, and we are so lucky that we are now recording our show using Sennheiser microphones and their headphones. They're, it's awesome. We're, we're talking into Sennheiser MD42 microphones and using Sennheiser HD25 headphones, and these sound amazing. I mean, listen to Mike Black's voice. Listen to the rich and sumptuous soundscape that comes out of my voice oh. every time I speak into a Sennheiser. Absolutely. Go check out uh, their microphones and their sound equipment over at Sennheiser.com. All right, let's get back to the show. And that dude was like, he was oh ruthless, God. bro, like... <laughs> Like he'll he'll get beat up by the cops for making fun of him. Like, <laughs> wow, oh my God! They're like he'll be in handcuffs, bro. Like roasting the cop, man. <laughs> Getting hit in the ribs. <laughs> oh my God! God damn, he really? Was crazy, dude. That dude. I remember um, that guy gave me my when when I got my, uh, I got I got a girl pregnant, and um, I was out of, I was still in high school. I had no money, like no money, dude. Like oh, shit. I told this guy, "Can I borrow some money?" And, he, and instead of giving me the money, he gives me crack instead. He goes, you sell that and give me half, you'll have your money. I never sold crack in my life. <clears throat> I never seen crack. So he told me where to stand, and I got robbed within five minutes. Oh, no. I got, oh, I got, I, someone put a knife in my back and said, give it up. Give it up, cuh. So I give oh, it all up. No. I saw wow. it, and then I just gave it all up. And then I walked over to his house. And then, you know, like a, like a, you know, like, um, like a guy who worked for Thunder Mifflin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to Michael. <laughs> what what did left. you say? I went over there and said, listen, man, I got robbed. They took everything. Who did? <laughs> and I said, these fools over there, that fool came out with a, like a, a, two pistols. And I said, oh, this fool going to shoot both. Fuck. And they come in blasting like that. Oh, in my head. Yeah. And that fool just said, here, he gave me one, dog. <laughs> I mean, I was selling crack 45 <laughs> minutes. Now I'm holding a pistol. Now you're holding a pistol? Now I'm moving up in this world. Oh, my God. I'm going to be a kingpin in shape by t- two hours. So the, yeah. day, the day started with you getting a girl pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> then you moved up to crack. Then, then immediately to a pistol. Yeah, man. That's a he, busy day. By the end, you're going to be like Al Pacino <laughs> in a house goes, in Miami. Just he, he walks up to somebody, and like I'm scared. Like, scared, bro. Like, and I have to pee bad now. Oh, no. Out of fear. And he goes, man, which of these fools took them? And they were all there, right? Because they didn't mm-hmm. care who, who I was. Right. They didn't, they didn't hide. They didn't know me. And I said, oh, that guy right there. And he go, my friend goes over there. Man, slapped the shit out of him, bro. Like, <laughs> like, 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 without a warning, bro, just max him, bro. And he falls. And he goes, man, where's, the, where's that shit at? Where's the crack? He goes, I don't know nothing, man. And my friend took out his gun and put it right in his mouth. He goes, where the fuck is that? <laughs> and I'm like, ah. And like, I was like, fuck, I'm about to take his life. I'm going to pee on myself. <laughs> and, and then I finally, I said, nah, nah, man. And like, I, I said, nah, I don't deal with none of these guys. <laughs> and uh, they, I even know where they were. Yeah. I said, yeah. Oh, I don't deal with none of these guys. And then later on, um, the, the same guy went back. 
and they brought everything back and they said we don't know that he was with you mm-hmm. yeah Oh, wow. They just thought you were some other dude I, I yeah, jumping in. Wow. wow. So fuck that, man. It's <laughs> fucking insane. Whatever. Well, I went home and peed, bro. Like, oh. was, was that your I was entire four hours? Was that your entire oh, career God. as a crack dealer? Four hours and that was it? No, that was like three hours, bro. <laughs> Holy it was an hour shit. waiting for him to come on and get ready. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, man. And, and, and this goes for anybody out there, man. Out there. Don't ever get into an argument with anybody wherever you're at wearing house shoes, house slippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me tell you, man, like, if you're at Ralph's and there's a guy who's not wearing a mask and you look down and he's wearing biker shorts and black socks and flip-flops, don't even get into an argument with this guy, man. Yeah. yeah. This guy's going to knock your ass out <laughs> one punch <laughs> and pay his order and pee on you. <laughs> <laughs> And take your shoes. <laughs> and take your shoes. Because this yeah. guy, like, my friend came, like, 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 how can you come out so calm, you know? Came out with two pistols, house shoes, slippers, you know? <laughs> you know, um, a, 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 a hairnet, you know, whatever, and um, pretty much a house coat. Just yeah. to, pretty much this guy, like. Yeah. It's just like a normal Tuesday. Like a butler, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody that steps into the street with two pistols and a house coat <laughs> and yeah. slippers, this guy, yeah, yeah this guy doesn't fuck around. Like it was like 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 the African version of Big Lebowski. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy yeah. shit! This aggression would not stand, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I want always wanted to be a comedian since that moment. You know, like I saw the the yeah. audience mm-hmm. and I was yeah. feeding off of it. And I was adding tags to my my friend my rows my bags, and I didn't know it then, but I was really performing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was acting out. I researched what I had to know about this guy too, so he wouldn't fuck me up. Yeah. Cause my mom worked for like general. My mom worked for elementary school. Since the eighties, all the way to like two thousand, she was like the school nurse, mm-hmm. and volunteered. So that people always say, "Well, stop your mom stealing bandages all the time," you know, like making. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Me. yeah, 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 and yeah. And then you my mom sold Avon, and then you my dad was an alcoholic, so they always bring that shit up. Yeah. Was your dad around for a, a lot of your life? Like, were you? Yeah, were my you dad was always there. I had a mom and dad growing up my whole life. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. That's great. What? What? How did they feel? Steven's about, jealous now. I'm very jealous. <laughs> I'm retired, man. Yeah. And I and I know by a fact that all the chicks that you met, the ones that didn't work out, are the ones that had both mom and dads. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like you gotta, you gotta like act a different way like, with those type of people because I grew up with a mom and dad, and all the women that I've la- I've had lasting relationships, then I grew up with a dad, or their dad walked out on them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it is a, a bit uh, opposite yeah. of track. Huh? It does. They yeah. do absolutely. Like absolutely. you don't understand. Like when they tell you, I'm gonna call my mom today, or. Mm-hmm. Or people who call their mom and dad every single day. Yeah. Or they yeah. kind of hang out with their pa- their father. Like, I don't even know what that's like. <laughs> Probably because I grew up with my mom and dad being there all the time and being around five brothers and being overcrowded that I don't even care. Like, we yeah. don't communicate. 
Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, because, uh, yeah, like, Stephen, like, you, your father left when you were, uh, like, 12. 12. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, I grew up, I had my mother and father the whole time. And it's like, you talk to your mom every single day on the phone. Yeah, I, I talk to my mom every day. And day. I see my mom, like, once a week. And it's like, it's fine both ways. But it's like, it's just a different dynamic that goes on with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. yeah. Speaking of dad leaving, you guys see that baseball card documentary on, on Netflix? No. 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 Oh my God! Like, if you ever collected baseball cards mm-hmm. and you always, and you ever thought that the, the worth of them, it's just gonna break your heart. Oh, they're movies, worth they twelve cents now. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was, well, the the, the, the movie starts out with a, a guy speaking about um his father, how his father used to have five baseball card stores. Okay. And he was making raking in. Yeah. Thousands, right? Yeah. And he would have signings you know mm-hmm. and signings when whatever and then one day his dad sells it all off like he sees like the coming yeah. you know he sees that storm you know yeah. everything changing like 1990 or yes, so or he like sold off yeah you know when everything died off after the, the after the Frank Thomas hype baseball card mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. after that card and the and the Jose Canseco upper deck and the Michael Jordan yeah. people didn't give a fuck no more yeah so he sold off all his businesses and left with family behind too. Wow! Really? So the movie is—is is, is it not being about baseball cards? It's not about, being him. about his dad leaving and him looking for him. But do this is a scene where him and he confronts his dad and tells him, "So you just because his dad went to, his dad hooked up with one of the girls that used to work at the baseball card store yeah. and took out with her. You saw it? No, I'm just and had another family, <laughs> yeah. right? And his son has a. Box a shitload of baseball cards. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Wow. He's burning the ball in the park. Wow. He told his dad, and, and when he meets him, so you just traded us like baseball cards? Oh, oh. that's so brutal. Oh. And his dad said, "Well, you could say that." Oh, oh shit! Dude, wow. He when during the during the the documentary, he meets this slow ass kid, you know, who, mm-hmm. who collected baseball cards his whole life. Who had this room right here, just this corner room, yeah. full of all those fucking conseco that you thought were gonna be worth money. Yeah, <laughs> and they're worth like a they're nickel each. Oh yeah. My yeah. God, you know that there's that those guys and the Beanie Baby oh, people. The, oh yeah. There's been a couple of times in history where people have been like, "This is gonna be worth." A, you know, a, a ridiculous amount of money, and they collect and they collect. Dude, and they collect. when OJ you know, Simpson got. Um, acquitted. Yeah. yeah, I had four newspapers that says acquitted because uh-huh. I thought yeah. they were gonna worth something. Yeah. Threw them all away. <laughs> I think I threw I threw one away like 50, ten years ago, and I, I that one I regret because Johnny Cochran signed it. Oh, oh wow! I used to work in his building, yeah. and he signed the Herald Examiner. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that would have been acquitted, cool. yeah. and I threw that one away. Is that any, one would have been worth something? Yes. Do you yeah. collect anything? Is there anything that you collect? I, I, you know what? I stopped buying baseball cards after watching that documentary. Sure. Because whenever I'll be, I'm like, <laughs> you were right. still buying them? <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> oh like, like in 2018? They get the Generation yeah. Xs, okay? <laughs> they know how to get us, bro. <laughs> they know how to get us. Yeah. Oh, I'm so a, since you're at Target, you bought everything for your kids, whatever they fuck they wanted. <laughs> now you're buying, you're buying, you're paying for the shit. And what do you see to the right? Mounds I'm Joy, mm-hmm. Kit Kat. And all and a bunch of baseball cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a bunch of basketball cards. Yep. And a bunch of uh, football Lord of the cards. Ring cards yeah. Football cards. And you cards, never know who's going to be in cards. there. 
Then you see with them that are gold plated. Oh, but you get these. Yeah. The yeah. Fleer gold plated metallic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like sure. they're like twenty five dollars a pack now for some of these. Yes, where they're yeah. like they're like oh it's gonna have a a, a quarter inch square from a game worn jersey by one hockey player, and you get the thing you're like. I don't even know who this player is because I don't watch hockey, but I guess it's going to be something, and then it's worth nothing. Target has yeah. a whole wall of shit like that next to the cash register now that's yeah. all just like blind boxed sort of stuff and cards and figures and all that stuff's all together now in one little area, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, used to have, I used to collect um, before, like, when, remember when those little cholo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the homies. little cello dolls. Oh, the yeah, homies. Yeah. yeah. And then when um, yep. Jerry Seinfeld came up with that movie Comedian. Yeah, yeah. they did the comedians. They did the little comedian homies. I used to have mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. What? That would be cool. that? I didn't know that yeah. they Dude. did comedian homies. They had Gary yeah. Shandlin. Mm-hmm. They had Jerry. They Anyone had that was in the movie, pretty yes. much. What? Yeah. I was at the... I was oh, at the and they're real rare, too. Damn it, eBay. I'm going straight there. I was at the Tempe Improv, and the owner of the Tempe Improv, or the or the next to the owner... He had a vending machine, like the like the gumball machine, and it had all the comedians inside. Yeah, that was the way they promoted it when it first came out. Yeah, they had them all in little gumball machines, and they're real hard to get now. (laughs) Like once once it got out. Yeah. Because they they only did like five thousand of them or something like that. It was a real small run. Yeah, man. So so now like when I see stuff, people I say, oh, maybe I should save this. I say, nah, you'll be worth shitty. Yeah. But I know that uh, uh, this guy. I don't know. I can't think of his last name right now, but he works for the punchline in Sacramento. Jeff something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He books. Yeah. You know him. He books. Yeah, I, I know who he is. He books um all the the other other punchlines and Live Nation shows. I I spoke to him one time briefly, like we were passing each other in a plane. And he told me he collects comedian set lists they leave behind. Oh, wow. oh that's a good one. That yeah. Is a good one. <laughs> that's like a really he has good. A, yeah. Like he has like. A bunch of set lists. Like he worked a lot of specials. He worked a lot of tours. So he just like not not like all of them, but like yeah. not not the whole paper, but like the little cliff notes. Yeah, the little like those. like we've all got like a thing the size of a business card or whatever. You got like just ten bullet points on yes. it. Like this is forty five minutes right here, you know, and just That's that little thing. Have, yeah. If someone took like yeah. photos of those and did like a, a book, I would totally buy. That. I would buy it. I'd buy that yeah. in a heartbeat. You know? Yeah, that's so cool. I would buy a book yeah. if it has a collection of the of everybody's shirt from every special they ever wore, like just like you know. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, table. That's cool. See what yeah. they wore. Yeah, I I always wanted to do a book of uh, where the, where we t- you take all the names that are painted on the comedy store. And each, and you do a bio and a photograph for each page, mm-hmm. because there are so many weird names that are up there that, like, yeah. for years and years, like we uh, we had Fred Willard on mm-hmm. the show before he passed yeah. away, yeah. and we were talking to him, and he said uh, that that he had been in a in a comedy troupe at the comedy store called Ace Trucking Company, yeah, and yeah, I've we've seen, all seen that name. That for name's years. been up there for years, and we yeah. didn't know what the fuck it was. And it would be so nice for there to be like a definitive guide to everybody. That's well, and ever like you yeah. talk to guys at the store, and people would be like, Frank Welker, who the hell is that? And it's like, that's the voice of Megatron, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Show some respect. Yeah, or the comedy store will show like a rare photo you never seen that's not even inside the comedy store. Like I saw one of yeah. Sam Kinison and Paul Rodriguez hugging. And they're sweating their balls off. Man. You can tell, yeah. like, oh, they, they, they yeah. had a killer set. You know, uh, they're going to go somewhere and do something fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the part I miss about stand up, you know, mm-hmm. like at the end yeah. of the oh, show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, what are we going to do? We're going to go to Denny's? Nah. 
we're gonna go over there and fucking smoke a joint. Or what's gonna do? We're gonna go to a fucking um, Dublin's day and yeah. see what's up. DMX is there. He might hit somebody. <laughs> we we used to do well, we used to do this show at the here at the club at the at the Hollywood Improv and what, sometimes when we were we would finish up there'd be like twenty five people and you know out you know it'd be one in the morning they'd all be sitting in the bar and they'd be like where are we going where are we going and, and we would go uh, Mel's Mel's Diner and then yeah. they'd all go to Mel's Diner and we'd go to Cantor's yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that, so that's like so like the six pizza. of us could go when it was open. oh Mr Pizza oh, Mr Pizza oh, oh, it man. took an hour and a half to get a pizza but it was so worth it by the time you got it <laughs> every time you went there you had a they had different staff so they all quit yeah <laughs> they all hated it it was hated dark it. as fuck <laughs> you don't know what, which was the ranch or the marinara yeah hey man but that was the best it was a price calzone for the for the times huh? yeah their pizza, their pizza was great Fucking i love their pizza they did pepperoni where they cut it there and you could tell that they were cutting it themselves and stuff because they didn't do a great job. <laughs> but I used to but live it, was it up, so man. Good. Back then, like back then, you you didn't even know. Like you probably only have like sixty bucks in your pocket, but you're acting like you have three hundred, man. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. I would go, I would go eat there. Of course, Mr. Pizza at the end of the night, and then I would just eat. And then my fat ass would go to Cantor's <laughs> and buy as much of those cookies as I can. Yeah. To get them in the morning, eh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're on the same. We're on the same. Yeah. 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 I have Cantor's cookies in my brand. fridge right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. every time yeah. we'd go to Cantor's, we'd leave. It'd be like I'd be walking out the door, and Stephen's like, "Hold on one sec," and he like stops at the cookie counter right there, and he's like, "Let oh, me have some of these, and some of these, and some of these," and like goes down the row, and it's just like uh, your variety pack. Too. Oh, yeah. Greenblatt's Black. is so good. Oh, yeah. Me and Mike Black went to go uh, have dinner at Greenblatt's one night, yeah. and as I'm walking over, Tom Green was like, hey, where are you guys going? And I was like, <laughs> oh, we're going to go to Greenblatt's. And he was like, you mind if I come with you? That's and, cool, And man. then we sat, we, we, the three yeah. of us yeah. sat and had dinner for like an hour, two yeah, hours. It was like every amazing. time, Every that single time I go there, I, That's cool, oh, man. I that miss awesome. it so fucking like, much. I think I see lemon t- chicken there mm. out of this world. Yeah. Like I see Tom Dreesen every single time at Greenblatt's. I've oh. never been to Greenblatt's and not seen Tom Dreesen it's there. It's the mm-hmm. best. And he's, he's there yeah. every time. Yeah, he every time. Fascinating fucking creature too. You ever yeah. spend any time with Tom Dreesen? I, I spoke to him b- briefly, and I sat next to a thing his nephew at a plane, a, a young, mm-hmm. his young nephew. Oh wow! He got up on stage here and did and did a nighttime show mm-hmm. with us, and he gets up on stage at the improv and he goes, "I'd like to say this before I begin." I don't give a shit about Bud Friedman. For God, I couldn't give two fucks about him. But I'm here because you guys invited me, and I'm going to do this set. Like, All right, here we go. Yeah, like, and everyone in the audience is like, what are you talking about? And then he just murders Damn. murders at 11 o'clock at night yeah, wow. and just fucking And he slays. hadn't been to this club in like 20 years, apparently. Oh, yeah, he like, hadn't been here because he had a fight with Bud Friedman. With Bud. But he didn't mix to a store either. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's very like laughing or nothing. That's cool. That's a nice story, man. Listen, man. I was like hanging out the comedy. I'm here downstairs mm-hmm. at the improv right there by the rail. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. the Jay Leno rail, you know, that four yeah. he's hanging out right there. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't hanging out right there. Um, Gallagher was. What? <laughs> Gallagher was there, bro. He was wearing some Birkenstocks with socks on mm-hmm. and some beige cargo shorts. He, he looked like a line tamer, like he was at a zoo, you know, <laughs> oh, and beige. And he was just chilling there. And I was like, I wasn't drinking them, but I was having a soda. And then we were all going to smoke a fat-ass joint around the corner. <laughs> and I saw him there. I said, hello. Mm-hmm. I recognized him right away. And I said, Mr. Gallagher, we're going to go smoke a joint. 
And if you want to come with us, you're more than welcome. <laughs> and he said, let me just finish my drink and I'll follow you up behind you guys. Mm-hmm. So he followed behind us, man, not even within one joint, what, what, like seconds in, he yeah. just starts yapping, bro, and <laughs> talking. And <laughs> we didn't want to cut him off. So we just let him talk. He, he said, you know, guys, I was one of the first guys to get a marijuana license, right? And he takes out this fucking marijuana license from the 80s, bro. <laughs> wow. Like Whoa. from normal and shit. Wow. You know, he, he said it was given to him by Jack Herrera himself. Wow. Like the Jack Herrera weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was given to him personally by him, the marijuana card. Oh, my God. So, and then I started asking him questions, like jokingly, you know, like just to fuck with him. So, have you, like, have you wrote any new material? And then, he, and then he punched my burrito. Because <laughs> I remember he did a, a, a Spanish show a long time ago mm-hmm. yeah. in Santa Ana. But before he leaves, he tells us this dude, which just tri- tripped me out. He goes, I don't know, what, what were you doing out here? Oh, man, I love the improv. I like, the whole, I like everything, everything here. I just want to be around it, you guys, be around everybody. Yeah. He's going to be around everybody. He goes, you know, my son, he's doing like a comedy play. He goes like mm-hmm. this down the street. Oh. Like, he don't give a fuck where it is. Dude. He's just going down the street, and uh, they had an intermission, and I walked over here, and I haven't, I haven't had a drink in what fifteen years. I haven't smoked a joint in what twenty. <laughs> oh, and sure. let me tell you guys, I gotta go back there. Pretend <laughs> <laughs> none of this happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's amazing. I thought that was cool, yeah. man. That's when he like snuck back snuck into his kids' play. <laughs> snuck back to his family oh, and acted like nothing happened. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> hung around with five comedians on refried night. Eh? Nice. <laughs> God, that's now, amazing. talking about Spanish comedy. Now, you've got the two new specials coming out, and that's uh, September 1st? Yes. Um, so, one in English, one in Spanish, but basically the same material? Yes, basically the same material. I had to, we, It took th- three years to do it. or t- Actually, two years to come up with an English one and one year to polish up a Spanish set. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, like, I, 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 like, I know, like, a lot of the... The veteran comics, you know, like Chappelle, they could just bust in and do an hour and shit, right? Right. But I don't want to bust it and do an hour, you know, anywhere. Plus, I can't bust it and do an hour anywhere besides, you know. But I always felt bad, you know, about like um, when when you you work on your set all day, you know, and you got your jokes together, Mm -hmm. you got your people showing up. And then the, a big comedian shows up and does one hour and yeah. no more yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know how hard it is to get those people to come back. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's just heartbreaking, you know. So I didn't want to do that. So I, I went to all the way to San Diego. I call up the Comedy Palace. Mm-hmm. I know the owner, and I say, "Hey man, you have any Spanish shows coming up?" He goes, "Yeah, we have a show on Sunday. This this um female comedian from Mexico sold out two shows on mm-hmm. a Sunday." I said, "Well, I'll ask her if I can open for her." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, nice, very yeah. smart That's move. Classy. That's a really nice move. So I went over wow. there, man. I, I I wrote down a quick five minutes, you know, that that I could do in Spanish mm-hmm. without like yeah messing up. So I did that first just to get my foot in the ground, and we did, I did both shows. And I went back two weeks later when a different comedian showed up. Mm-hmm. To, finally, to the where I started featuring, mm-hmm. then I got comfortable headlining, and there was a comedian from. Tijuana named Joel Sotomayor, and he followed me for um, two shows in America, mm-hmm. and he transcribed all my material into Spanish, but oh, I had to wow. do the flavor. Yeah. I had to throw in a yeah. Felipe-esque 
yeah. doing a chile relleno in there, bro. Throw right. some chorizo <laughs> in there, homes. You know, yeah. still going to make it my own. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw Ronnie Dangerfield one time walk into the, co- the laugh factory. Man, he walked in there, man, like a fucking homeless man, bro. Yeah. He was wearing sweats and a, and a fucking Rambo jacket. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a hat. And his hot-ass wife, fucking like 60. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was up there. He takes off his glasses, starts reading the material, like uh, just reading them, bro. And we're laughing. And his wife, is hold, his wife is like standing up, holding the tape recorder for him, <laughs> yeah. like a soldier, yeah. right? Yeah. And I said, I, I, I need me a team like that. Yeah. That's why I got Lisa O'Daniel and Sparza yes. here, you know. But then <laughs> he yeah. said, um, he said, he goes, he, I, I remember talking to him like, blah, 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 blah. you know, I'm just trying to listen, fool. I'm nosy, dog. I'm not trying to listen to him say something. Yeah. He goes, yeah, write the check, write the check. They're gonna write the check. Whoever, mm-hmm. whoever wrote those brilliant jokes in Ronnie Dangerfield's voice, yeah, write the check. And then um, that yeah. I think that Saturday night he did two shows, seventy-two minute show of a fucking nonstop one-liners, bro. Yeah, wow. Of his material and the stuff that he bought. So wow. the old Rodney plus thirty minutes of new Rodney. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so cool. So like. That That's was, hard like, to do, too. He was 70 something years old, man. Yeah. And like, here I am struggling with five minutes, bro. Wow. Yeah. And I said, man, if he could do it, man, I better start fucking start grinding. Totally. Bro. Hey, uh, a quick thing I want to talk about, uh, Mike Black. I, I think this is uh, something that we, we really should talk about. Yeah. And uh, it's a, um, a company yes. that was founded in 1983 in Tokyo, Japan. Of course, I'm talking about the Zoom Corporation. Zoom. Now, if if it wasn't for Zoom, and Matt knows this, we would not be able to do our show. Um, they make the best audio equipment in the world. Um, we w- which one are we using right now? We, we're recording onto a Zoom Live Track L8 right now, and when we go do our live events at conventions and stuff, we often use the Zoom H6, and they're both just fantastic pieces of equipment. You plug your microphones in, you plug your headphones in, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a classically trained pianist or a run and gun filmmaker or a podcaster like uh, you know like us um yep yeah i do a ton of podcasts and i can tell by listening when they're using a zoom and when they're not yeah it's uh, the mark of excellence it yeah. really is uh go check it uh, go check out all their stuff over at zoom-na.com that's zoom-na.com be professional for god's sake zoom-na.com all right okay let's get back to the show yeah. What was the process like of, of getting uh, the these these done and, the, and I mean of it of it getting done and, and now going to be on television? The Spanish one, I really had to. Uh, it was hard finding the Spanish shows to do it on. We had one in the comedy store, and I didn't know that the Netflix heads were going to be there to watch the Spanish show. Oh. But <laughs> wow. it, was, it was not even polished yet. Yeah, I was only do, I was like it was like my fourth time doing an hour. Wow. So, um, it's probably better you didn't know they were there then. Yeah, man. So, yeah. so at the end of the show, they said he's not ready. I don't mm-hmm. know if we could do this. So I felt like heart, I felt heartbroken, bro. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, I felt that heartbroken since Jay Masada told me <laughs> that um, I'm not gonna make it for another six to eight years. When did he say that? He said that oh. to you? Yeah, bro. When? Um, and I already had like two TV credits, and um, I, I waited all day like every other comedian. You know, yeah. I waited outside till like six p.m. They wrote my name down, mm-hmm. and then like I did my set, my three minute set, and then he, like you know, Jimmy sits down with you and gives you advice mm-hmm. about what can you do in comedy, and I was feeling like shit, right? 
But I remember talking to Brad Williams that day because mm-hmm. I told him, man, what Jamie told me, I am. Uh, and Brad Williams, you know, he he was so cool. He said that, um, and I know that he didn't want to say this, but that was good that he told me. I hope you don't mind me saying this now. No. <laughs> he said that when first time ever he showcased had a killer set. Yeah. Jamie Sala didn't even care about his killer set or didn't care about. He didn't even listen to him. I guess yeah. he just saw him. And yeah. what he was. And he said, Brad, after watching your set, buddy, I have a good idea, buddy. You should grab all the little people you know. Uh-huh. And, other, and then have those little people bring the, all the little people they know. And you'll find all the little people comedians that you know. And we'll, have the, we'll call it the biggest little comedy show for the little people in Hollywood. Oh, no. God. Wow! <laughs> See, wow! And and then that and then, I I think I spoke to uh, Alonzo Bowden in the parking lot after a show. You know, comedian we hang out, so everybody was sharing. After everybody left, I told Alonzo Bowden what happened. Man, he made me feel a lot better too. He said that, um, oh man, when I performed for um, Jamie, he, this motherfucker told me that I should put on shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> and go up there and just do football material shit. and do jokes about football. Mm. It's like, remember uh, Renee Sandoval had a story about doing the comedy store and Mitzi Shore told him after, she's like, you should come out with a bag of oranges. Be the guy with oranges on stage. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but you know, as, as a comedian, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so fucked what did, up. What did Jim... Uh, what did Amitzi tell Dean Melaton he should change your name to? Bust, Busty yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, man, but as a comedian, bro, you, 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 listen, you listen to what Brad Williams told you, Alonzo told yeah. you, but you still don't, it doesn't sink in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because you, you, cause now you're trying to like, cause you're feeling bad, and you want to, I guess you want to feel more bad. You don't want to feel good. So I kept thinking, well, he gave them constructive <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and I felt worse. He was trying to help Brad Williams. Hey, he didn't know how. But he was trying to help him. Yeah. I oh mean, and then Alonzo Bowden, he didn't stereotype him. I mean, he's six foot six. Why shouldn't he be, be a football player, comedian? Wow. He just told me, oh, I'm not ready for another six to eight, six something years. When I won last comic standing, I remember I was doing an interview and Jamie Masada was standing, passing by and I said, what was the worst advice you ever got? Jamie, what did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> that, there was a laugh factory, right? He was all proud over there sitting down. Yeah. Jamie, what did you say that it's going to take me six to how many years to make it? See, he didn't even know. It was full of shit. It took wow. 10 or 12 years. <laughs> 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 wow. But, man, but as a young comic, man, like, to hear that like from an owner, it's like it's true in a way, but but damn man. Oh, yeah. it fucking hurts. Yeah, it fucking hurts. When well, like when James Mitzi didn't pass me till I auditioned like eleven times in a row. Really? Like I went in one week, come back next week, another week, come back next week, come back yeah. next week, come back next week. I think I guess you wanted to see if I have fucking thirty minutes. I guess. Yeah. So I guess I have to stretch one day. A lot of it too is to see if you'll give up. Yeah, I didn't give you up, know? man. I kept coming. I kept coming. And like, I had um, Cheryl, Cheryl Sherry Shepard, mm-hmm. yeah, and Marilyn Martinez, 
sitting next to, to her, Mitzi blocking, because back in the days, <laughs> if you were showcasing for Mitzi, yeah. a comedian would pass by and try to, try to do a little monologue next to her. Yeah. Or, hey, or, or Dami Rivera talk about his weekend with her, and then yeah. she can't even watch her set. So I had to have those Shit. two comedians. And Maryland is good defense. You know, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, shut up. She's trying to watch a set. <laughs> yeah. She, was, she won't she play. She was telling Peter Chan to get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> she was telling Gruden. Gruden. <laughs> Gulden, 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 Gruden. Yeah, I remember. I wish that was her name. I wish. Let's call her that from now on. What's the other guy? The fucking the Bushman. Bushman. Jesus. Gaylord Dingler. Oh yeah. A machine ripped his leg off. A machine ripped his leg off. I know I'm not the only. Thank you. Thank you. I know I'm not the only one because I spoke to a lot of uh, comics, not just comedy store comedians, but comics yeah. in general. Yeah, man. She Monday nights. Monday nights. She is where you take a, a chick you just met to have to watch your killer show. <laughs> Latino night or wherever, yeah. and then you take her to the back of the comedy store to watch the Ding Dong show. <laughs> oh, Don Barris. Oh man, <laughs> the fucking that's ding the dong ultimate show. young comic yeah. date right there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And then bows hit some bows in the back with big comics. Yeah, where it's yeah. a problem is is where you find out your ex girlfriend is in the Ding Dong show. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that happened to me three, yeah. two times, three times, at two least. times yeah. at least. Damn, where where I would like, where you, like I would take. Them to it, and then it would be like six two months, months later, later. Yeah, two months later, they're like, I'm hanging out with Don Barris. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. oh, wait a minute, Mary Jane knows my girlfriend by name. <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. oh, shit. Not a good thing. something <laughs> terrible is happening, <laughs> something horrible is happening. That's always bad how when a, a young comic brings his hot babe to the <laughs> comedy show and they're saying not that good, yeah, and everyone else kills it. Oh, that's the worst. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, the worst one was ever, ever heard was. Some comic who lived in Orange County, young Latino, brings his hot chick with him to watch his show at the Ha Ha. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go well, man. <laughs> it didn't go well. Yep. And then we're all, everybody's talking about their set. And he's, he's there's, he's, he made money when I had COVID 19 that night, bro. <laughs> oh. Everybody was standing, trying to stand six feet away from his bad vibes. It was a train wreck. Oh. And then, but we're all dealing with. We know that he's dealing with it as comics, right? Yeah. But, you know, he brought a girl who doesn't know the life, you know, and she just said it in front of everybody, you know, what nobody wants to hear. Maybe it's not for you. Oh, oh shit. No. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, in no. In front of the other comics, she said I would this? rather hear, bring the, all the Mexicans you have who have the biggest <laughs> Mexican show here. <laughs> We're a piñata on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the little Mexican show. You- to have yeah. a woman... They gotta have drive back an hour home with. Oh, yeah. say I'm not ready. Oh God, That's for an hour. I'd rather God. have a Mongol at Wild Coyotes pull a knife <laughs> on me. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's like the worst. Oh, yeah, that's real bad. Yeah, that's a real bad. Situation. God, that is awful. Yeah, maybe it's not Ooh. for you. Ooh. Yeah, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a big. Uh, I, I was. I mean, I, my my ex. Uh, we were together for uh, eight years, and I think I let her come to see me do stand up three times, four times, <laughs> yeah. because I was just like, it's too. It's already it's too much pressure. It's right. already enough pressure just performing and having a good time and trying to enjoy yourself. Like I didn't want. I didn't want to have like the person there with me the whole time. Yeah. But, uh, but especially like you need that. I would, I, then I would record it and I'd come home and I'd play the best 
clips, I'd go, oh, what about this joke? This joke went good. You yeah. Know? But yeah. it's like, I love, I, I just don't, yeah. My like when I was recording my first album thing a million billion years ago, my family was like, "Why aren't we being invited to come watch you do stand up?" And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, "My mom's seen me do it a thousand times, but <laughs> having them at the actual yeah. big taping, to, like for your album taping, did you have Man. family and friends there watching you?" Or? I had my mom watch my set before I recorded it in New York a year ago, mm-hmm. and she had to sit there. And me talk about the domestic violence that happened when we were little. Wow. wow. Make it into a bit. Wow. And um, holy shit. And like I remember like um, how hard it was to tell the joke because I had to act it out. Because mm-hmm. if I don't act it out, it sounds like some grown asshole is talking about domestic violence. Yeah. Right. But if I act it out like how it happened, you know, um, people like they laugh. Yeah. But it's like, like my mom got beat up, you know. And my brother jumped in, and then he got beat up. But I got, and but I was scared to jump in, you know. I didn't jump in; I just peed in my pants. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. but it really happened, you know. Wow. And I, I somehow managed to make that whole sad moment in my life into like a five-minute bit that mm-hmm. gets big laughs. Now, oh my God. did you? That is amazing. Did you have her Believe watch it incredible. then before you put it in a special because you knew she would see it on TV later and you didn't want her to be surprised? No, or? she watched it live. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. I just wanted her to see it over and over. And she saw it like, I was there, what, five days, five shows? Mm-hmm. So she saw it five times in a row. She saw me okay. change it. What'd she and say? She loved it, but she lied, you know, because there's a punchline where. Should I give her the joke? <laughs> oh, she's Lisa, Lisa left her. Yeah. I talk about, you know, not to yeah. give away too much of the joke, yeah. but I talk about that, um, like most parents in America, after the uh, domestic violence or after um, beating up other kids, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. with a belt. They never say sorry. They never say, I'm, I feel bad for doing that. I shouldn't have done this. What they do is they try to erase that memory with a good memory. Like, you got beat up yesterday, but today we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I remember my dad beating up my, beating up, well, beating up all of us. And then the next day, he felt bad. He took us all to the zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. then, like, I remember we were laughing because the lion was, we walked up to the lion the lion went rah <laughs> I said even the lion is scared of my dad huh? <laughs> he said rah because <laughs> I have a joke where I say that that um, um, we went to Disneyland and Donald Duck came up to us <laughs> and I started crying again I couldn't stop crying and my dad said how come you're crying because that's the way mommy sound when you were choking her <laughs> oh, oh wow shit <laughs> Whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> That's some real shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. and, and um, oh my, my mom got to hear that joke, right? And like she was like holding her mouth. Holding her mouth and shocked that I brought this wow. yeah. private family matter up in public. Yeah. You know, and there's more to yeah. the joke, but... That's just like the, one of the tags I wrote. Were, were you just yeah. like, oh, like you're, she's watching this? Or are you just like hyper focused on her and the audience while you're telling it there? You know what? I, I got more emotional. She was there doing it, so there was more feeling to it. Yeah. Wow. And then my mom looked at me and said, <laughs> "How was how was she after the show when she when you talked?" Man, when uh, people were like at the meeting greet, I was pointing at my mom. That's my mom right there. <laughs> wow. Then my mom said, "He's a liar." 
We didn't even go to Disneyland. He wishes. <laughs> <laughs> he only remembers the bad stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. man. That's amazing. So I talk about that. Very, and, yeah. very I can't wait to watch it. to do that. Yeah. So uh, where, are they, uh, where are they airing? Where are the two September specials? 1st, two specials, one in English, one in Spanish, Malas Decisiones and Bad Decisions. On Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. You know, there was jokes we had to cut it's off. It's going to be so mm-hmm. huge. Uh, we cut off jokes. It's, they're going to be huge. It's going to be a huge fucking deal. We cut off jokes, bro. Thank you, bro. We cut off jokes because of the, the not me, because of the Me Too, because uh-huh. they were too hardcore. Okay, I was doing, you know that big show that Sam Tripoli does that we yeah. all love? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. You know, sure. with the, the Naughty show. show. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The one at the comedy store with yeah. everybody. Yeah, strippers yes. and porn stars yes. and all kinds of stuff on stage. And, like, and he yeah. had, um, I was on a good show one time, man. I went with Anthony Josanic, jo- mm-hmm. yeah. Josanic, yeah. and Natasha Leggero went up first, then Anthony, and then me. And I never really seen Anthony's act. Mm-hmm. You know, I seen bits and pieces, you know, yeah. from people that yeah. people shared. I didn't know how dark it was or what level of darkness it was. So I had like, I said, wait a minute, I have a couple of level of darkness jokes like that too that I've been trying to try out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should try them on tonight. Mm-hmm. So I tried them on that night, and I tried out this joke from Birmingham. All the way to California. And let me tell you, man, the more west I got, the more groans I heard. <laughs> I thought I was going to hear, oh, in Alabama, but I was mistaken. I heard it more in California. Yeah. Oh, by the time I was in Portland, man, I should, people were telling me I shouldn't tell that joke no more. <laughs> but what I said was, I said that this, I went to a gender revealing party, and when I got there, the girl announced to everyone at the party that she got an abortion. <laughs> And then when the balloon blew up, it sprayed blood at everybody. <laughs> Dude, they fucking died. But now, like, like, we had to cut that joke out. And that joke was killing in Spanish, man. But, like, I don't want to be the first Mexican comedian that does an uh, abortion joke. And people were not seeing that joke as an abort- as a, as a joke 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 no more. Yeah. So people right. were getting groans. Come on, people. I thought you were pro-laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Then I, I had tags that I had to take out. You know, like mm-hmm. I had said, they were not. They, they weren't even passing out cake, man. They were passing out the ingredients <laughs> <laughs> in a cup. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. Good. I mean, wow. if we're not gonna have a full baby. Why have a full cake? Oh, you know, wow. whatever. Shit, that's we funny. cut all that off. Now, and if dude, you're listening saw- to this right now, it's already cut off. We'll say it again. Now, when you're when you're wait, prepping, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Before you say mm-hmm. this, I saw Jeff Ross one night at 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 Tripoli's show in the main room, and he said, um, he said, uh, yeah, I went to uh, I went to New York City recently, and I my I, I my hotel got canceled, so I had to stay at the Holocaust Museum. Damn. And like, and like, you could feel the room oh, get tense. And he goes, good one. "It's about the same as any other hotel, except they tattoo your room number on your arm." Yeesh. And the whole room was just like, "Oh, I'm uncomfortable." <laughs> and then he just kept going, going and like kept getting darker and wore and like it was so funny to watch a room full of people get very upset. Wow. And he was, yeah. I mean, it was fucking hilarious, but he was trying out new stuff. That'll get you off so a funny. cruise ship immediately. Yeah. <laughs> get kicked off immediately. I heard, when I worked with, I worked with Gene um, Pompa mm-hmm. and Greg Giraldo mm-hmm. once. They were God. both co-headlining and I was opening. And um, Greg Giraldo told me about a comedian that did a, a joke, which is not as hardcore the one we just said yeah. about Jeffrey Ross on a cruise ship. <laughs> on a cruise ship and he was Jewish he said an anti-Semitic joke 
he said that a helicopter came in <laughs> with another comedian <laughs> Just... and replaced them and flew that back. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah, they don't mess around. And then, uh, the Brian Fogelman or Brian Fogel. Brian Fogel. Fogel. From the 80s. Yeah. Wow. Because there was a running joke that um, Greg Gerardo said that if, um, like if they were to cancel your gig on you, like, what happened? They fogoed me. <laughs> like Don Munson, yeah. but fogoed. Wow. How, how, um, have now, you done a lot of those gigs? The, the cruise ship? Never. Sure. never. I've done, I done a ship off San Pedro and back. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Little afternoon cruise. Now, I want to ask, when you're prepping the special, right? You got your – you spent – Years writing your hour in English, it's sort of fine-tuned. You translate it to Spanish, you start doing it. How many jokes did you find where you had to adjust the language used? Because a lot of times in jokes that we tell, like the words matter in terms of the way they sound with each other and like the sounds that you're making is important to the joke. Like how often did you have to tweak things in Spanish to make it so you had like the same concept but maybe change the joke in some way? Um, I have a joke on my set about uh, about that really happened. The first time I said that story was on um, on Ryan Stickler's podcast with Jay mm-hmm. Larson. The what's it called? The I forget, but yeah, their <laughs> podcast. And I, I said this story on the podcast, and later on it became a bit because I, I I talk about um, going to bed with a hermaphrodite mm-hmm. and not knowing it was hermaphrodite till we all, we both got naked, and then and, and me not caring. Mm-hmm. Anymore, you know, just leave your pants on, you know. Um, but I, I couldn't. I had a hard time pronouncing hermaphrodite in Spanish. What's the word in Spanish? Hermaphrodita. Okay. So yeah, I, that's a mouthful. It's a yeah, mouthful, a right? Lot. So it's yeah. gonna. I keep asking myself, is this gonna work? Me dijo que era una because see, hermaphrodita sounds also like hermosa, yeah. which means beautiful. But that was a tough one, man. Hermaphrodita. How did that go when you did it in Spanish? How did how did they like it? Oh, they liked it, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Because I, I said that um, she said that um, I'm a hermaphrodite, mm-hmm. and I said, "Wow, man, you should get that fixed. <laughs> you should do something about that." <laughs> but it really happened, you know. I was with a woman, you know, and um, we we had a mo- we had our moment. We I talk about I talk about it on that podcast, and we just hung out. I felt bad to this day because you know she she was, she got fired from her job. You know, hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, hey, that's a shame. Oh. Now you you filmed these in uh, Santa Ana. Santa Ana, the Observatory Theater. That's a great theater. I used to go watch wrestling there back in the day. Back when it was, was Galaxy. Galaxy Theater back in the day. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, and your your HBO special came Translate out. This. Translate this came out four years ago. 2017. Okay, so three years ago. And that's when you self-produced. Like, you just... Yes. You're like, I'm going to make a special, and you're like, you and Lisa raised, you know, came with the money, and you did it in San Jose. And that one's amazing, yes. by the way. And then you go and you start pitching it around, and like... Like, still to... The, I, I think to this day, HBO is still sort of like the premier name. Like, as a comedian, you're like, one day I want to have an HBO special. Like, that's yeah. like... Once you've done that, yeah. that's the big one you can get. Yeah. And then you can do whatever else you want. But like, to get that one on HBO... What was that process like? Like, how long did that take? We, and it was difficult. And- we um, we we pitched to everybody. We pitched to Netflix, everybody. Mm-hmm. And then HBO at that time had the better deal, and they said they were gonna put it everywhere, not just a Latino, mm-hmm. right? The, the Latino section of um, HBO. They said every, we're gonna have it everywhere. 
we're gonna have billboards too mm-hmm. and I said oh shit alright <laughs> yeah and in two years it's still yours you own it yeah and we're just gonna lease it for us for two years and we're gonna pay you the that's money that's awesome and I said god damn that's yeah. alright so now I still own that special and mm-hmm. hopefully if the two specials do well Netflix yeah. will want another mm-hmm. special I said here it is right here yeah. homeboy yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. amazing and that's I get ready for the good. next one when, when is the Felipe Esparza sitcom coming because that oh, seems bro. like the thing oh, yeah that Lately, needs to happen. right now, because you have jumped on some sitcoms. Yeah, like you're on shows. Superstore. Yes, you've been yeah. on a lot of shows. You've had deals you've in the been past. On my I know. Favorite show, the Eric Andre show. Yes, which, which I am going to be on again in December. What? <laughs> I had about Burris mm-hmm. um, quits during the show, and then I replace him. <laughs> oh, and it's that. the last season, and it's going to mm-hmm. be funnier and more stunts than last year, <laughs> or the wow. three. The show hasn't been on in three years, mm-hmm. so it's coming back in um, in December. Just, yes. From your uh, knowledge of that show, of doing, how many times have you done Eric Andre show? I've done it like six times before the la- before this season, six six or four times, and now I'm in every episode of this new season. It's oh, tough shit. to shoot because um, I would say for like season two, um, Eric Andre takes on a pers- uh, a persona for every show. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think season one, it was Cat Williams. So he dressed up like Cat Williams through the whole season. <laughs> he even had the hair. Yeah. Season yeah. two, he had like this um, this Howard Hughes stage where he didn't shower for a whole month. Oh, yeah. And his, and his fingernails were really long. And he was pretty much smelling, bro, like armpit and onion rings. <laughs> and that, sh- that, that, that season, we had the lights up. And mm-hmm. we had we had we had, it was like 120 degrees in the, on the set, Ooh, so he wow. wanted to make it as comfortable as possible for the guests. <laughs> and we shot for like an hour and ten minutes to only cut it to two minutes. <laughs> so they're sweating, bro. They're sweating their balls Just, off. And yeah. they're not, and they don't know. They don't know what's going on, man. Like when Ryan Felipe showed up, he didn't know there was gonna be another Felipe showing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and we had that guy from Breaking. From Breaking Bad, um, Tucos. Oh yeah, we had him on the yeah. show, and he, he wasn't expecting me to show up and take over the interview and just talk about blood in, blood out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. But lately, I've been. He I've, really should do Ellen. Is he what he should, should be man. Doing. Mm-hmm. He should be, because he keeps posting about that, and I'm like, he should just redo the set to look like the Ellen DeGeneres stage and then he's the new host and then put like a fake blonde wig on or something to look like that haircut just do it just yeah Yeah, he's so fucking he's so funny and you're so funny on the show anytime you show up I'm like you know I got on a show I I, I was a fan of the show me and Eric Andre have worked on some show on Comedy Central some stand up show that J.B. Smooth hosted Mm -hmm. that's how we met and I was watching the show, and I was stoned as hell at a hotel room. So I just took my shirt off, and I was only and I was in my underwear. And I was and I had the clicker, and I just kept clicking off and on, recording myself naked. <laughs> and I said, "What's up, Eric Andre Hannibal? This is my audition tape." Underwear, <laughs> 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 clicking myself off and on <laughs> for like a minute. Saying wow. nothing, and they liked it, and they said, "Okay, he's, he's, he seems to know the type of show we yeah, want." He gets the show. He, he gets yeah. the show. Yeah, because his show is a, 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 a mashup of um, Chevy Chase falling down in the beginning and mm-hmm. um, 
those old commercials in the 80s when we were little kids. Federated, federated. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But lately, I've been pitching um, a sh- sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been pitching <clears throat> every see, every year since four years now, and we get, we're getting rejected, mm-hmm. but we still pitch, you know? <laughs> I pitched the first year with um, Dustin Ibarra, and mm-hmm. we, got a, we got a TV deal, but we didn't get um I remember that. They didn't buy yeah. it. And the second, then after that, a year off, my wife and I, we pitched together a show and nothing happened. And now, and then we did it again. And this time we're pitching a show with um, Omar Chaparro, mm-hmm. Eric Tannenbaum, Greg Doyle. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Isaac, Isaac Gar- huh? Gonzalez, um, Eugenio Derbez, and Tres Paz, mm-hmm. and um, all kinds of cats, bro, from... From um, CBS, and we've just been bitching yeah, all week. Tannenbaum's don't cool. fuck around. Those yeah, yeah bro. Amazing. They called me and they said, "Yeah, we want you to play um, Omar's brother in the, in like the, like a Latino version of Odd Couple and mm-hmm. um, and uh, that Charlie Sheen show." Yeah, two, oh, yeah. two, two and a half, half men or whatever. Two and a half men. Yeah. I almost said so two yeah, broke man, men. Like, you know the names, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I know him. Oh, yeah. I know bro, Eric Tannenbaum. We went into a great. pitch, and they said, "We're gonna talk for a few minutes. We'll get back at you, ET." Mm-hmm. E.T. I went home. What the fuck is E.T.? Oh, Eric Tannenbaum. They're at that <laughs> oh, level. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't fuck around. I mean, he, so, he man, created this two and a half of, men. He's out of all the other pitches, this one's for the strongest right now. Yeah, Great. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed oh, for that I one. I really hope yeah. all good things for you, man. You are a, uh, a national treasure. Mace. Yes. And I'm sorry, an international international. treasure. International. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, we, where, yeah, where can people find you on yeah. the social You can media? find me on felipesworld.com or funnyfelipe on Twitter or Felipe's World, everything. Mm-hmm. All my podcasts, everything is on there, everything. Felipe's mm-hmm. World, Funny Felipe, Felipe is part of the comedian. That's it. Fantastic. Uh, Mike Black, where can people find you? At Mike Black Attack on all social media. And I just want to shout out real quick to my brother. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Randy. Happy birthday, Randy. <laughs> Happy birthday, What's Randy. What's up, <laughs> Not every day or 30. Did, <laughs> Mike, did he, did he pay you to do this cameo for him? Is that? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Where's he from? Uh, he is from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all from Colorado. We were born in Texas. Lived there for a year and then in Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Matt, where can people find you? I've got links to everything at funnymat.com, or if you're upset by me in any way, let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. <laughs> yep. You, and people do. <laughs> yep. uh, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and all the other fun, weird, wacky places. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast. You can go to thenighttimeshow.com to find uh, the show on whatever app and thing you want. Uh, uh, Felipe Esparza, you are uh, a wonderful person. Thank yes. you so much. Thank for you so much.
It's uh, they Not play that, it though. a lot for uh, the Academy Ooh, Awards yeah. for all yeah. the dead people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>